Hey everybody, and welcome to the Passion Podcast. My name is Saora Love, and this is the place to be for all things to do with intimacy, relating, sex, polarity, and how we can all take more responsibility for what we experience in our lives. In this podcast, you'll find all the things you need to be able to understand yourself and your intimate connections more. Therefore, you'll be able to experience more passion, play, and deep satisfaction in your relationships and in all other areas of your life. This podcast is for all genders and sexual orientations, though we do use a lot of heteronormative language. Masculine and feminine are qualities that are in all beings and genders. We all express both and we all need both. This is the language that I'm choosing to use here because this is my own personal experience. This is my identity and therefore informs how I show up. So I'm acknowledging this at the outset and any impact that this might create. None of this is absolute truth. There's actually no such thing that can be put into words. So if it resonates, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, that is also great. I invite you to be really open-minded and get curious about what ways this does resonate for you. Because of the challenges facing men at this time and how men are socialized in our culture, I do a lot of exploring both men and the masculine on this podcast. We explore what is needed for men to find wholeness and embodiment. We look at how women can take more responsibility and how we can more accurately support the men in our lives. We also dive into what women need from themselves, each other, and from men in order to find true satisfaction. I believe that to evolve, we need to learn radical self-responsibility, but we also really need each other. Humans are truly capable of so much more depth, wholeness, and eloquence than we realize. I really hope you find this episode useful and that you find some real, tangible answers that you can integrate into your life. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Passion Podcast. I am so delighted today to be with this gorgeous, divine, amazing sister, Abby Neep. Hi, honey. (laughs) Hi, honey. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. This has been a long time coming in a way, huh? It has, it has. Yes, here we are. So I would love for you to just share with the people a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're up to, and yeah, why that is relevant to the topics that we are exploring here. Yes, so my name is Abby Knaip. It's a German last name. It's a (laughs) pronounced, but I am from Australia, (laughs) currently in Mexico with my Beautiful man, Kyle, and the work that I do in the world that I'm most most passionate about is women's empowerment and guiding women back home to their bodies. I'm all about women being deeply connected to their pleasure and coming home to their womb. So I support women going from painful to blissful bleeds forever naturally, which I did myself. I healed my own womb and teaching the ancient feminine principles back into the modern world. So I'm really, really, really passionate about Indigenous rights, 
and sacred traditions. I've sat with a lot of ancient cultures. And so I bring all of that into my work as well through my mentorship, through my programs. And I'm really, really passionate about polarity and masculine, feminine, and men and women coming together in harmony and devotion and love and celebration of each other, knowing that, of course, it starts within, so it is created without. Yes. And all of intimacy, just like raw, I, I love the rawness. I love going to the to the deep, dark, taboo topics to be explored. And I'm not afraid to go to the depths. Like the depths is where I live and create from <laughs> and what turns me on so much. So that is a little bit about me. Also an author, a poet, quirky, quirky AF. <laughs> 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 and I would not live my life without divine women around me. So I'm just so excited to be here with you because I adore you and respect mm. you. Mm, beautiful. Yes. I just want to really encourage anyone that isn't already connected with your work to please just go and connect with this gorgeous woman. She is such a radiant example of just mm. just such authentic open feminine truth you know just the way that you share of yourself is just so obviously authentic and so whole and you're just connected to such profoundly deep realms both both directions I, I experience you in going into the depths and into the heights and yeah I've just seen you immediately since I since um it was actually Anthony and who connected me with you many years ago. Two yeah. years ago, Anthony Thompson. And <laughs> yeah, I've always just seen you and, and respected you and really loved you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that means the world. Thank you, sister. It's really beautiful to see that. So we have a few different topics that we have lined up to talk about today. Let me see what feels the most exciting right now. Well, I guess I would love to start with what you're sharing that you're experiencing in your, your, with your clients a lot lately and about how women are having a lot of fear um, and I guess maybe resistance around understanding how and why to surrender to the masculine. Let's unpack mm -hmm. that. Yes, I'm so excited to unpack this with you. So I've been noticing it as a theme so much, especially like the last year. And to me, it, it makes sense because what we're seeing is out in the world over controlling things being put into place, right? So, so many women have had this relationship with the masculine that is stemmed from the patriarchal system in a way that's been kind of like a safe bubble. I show up this way, you show up that way. We stay in this comfort zone and that's it. <laughs> but what I've been noticing with my clients is, and they've even literally just been voicing it to me so honestly, and they know my relationship with Kyle and I share quite authentically with them. Of course, there's always private things Kyle and I keep to ourselves, but we're okay with, with sharing certain experiences and things like that to help our clients understand the other sex more. So what I'm noticing with my clients at the moment that women are sharing I realize I've never truly surrendered to my man. And one of my clients has been married for quite some time. And another client of mine shared, like, I don't want to, like, I don't actually want to surrender. And I was like, wow, this is so 
fascinating. And so I've helped them to unpack it a little bit, but still I've got some more sessions coming up in the next week and we're going to go back to that. But what I'm curious about and exploring with you here today is like the, the deeper parts of where this is coming from. So for me, I'll share by saying what I feel is, you know, we can talk about father wounding. We can talk about how we're born into the patriarchal system, how women's rights have been, you know, unbalanced for, for a while and all of those things. But what I'm more curious about and what is turning me on in this moment is like the psyche of, yes. of, of women. And it's like Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who wrote Women Who Run With The Wolves, like, oh, just the way that she's able to articulate our psyche. That's where I'm fascinated in, in talking about, not necessarily the external stuff. And of course, that has an impact. Absolutely. But, you know, I grew up with a father that was quite controlling in a lot of ways and was an alcoholic and, you know, had incredible high expectations of me, but was really abusive in some ways, you know, not sexually abusive, um, but in other ways, yes. And, you know, I grew up just having the worst relationships with men, like so dysfunctional, always experiencing abandonment, all those things. But one of the things that stayed really strong in me was knowing that there is good men out there and knowing that, I had to have good relationships with them. Like that was always there as like that spark of light. Like this will change. I kept saying to myself, this will change. There's good men out there. And I found them online. I got mentored by them. I just knew. So I'm so curious what, what you're going to share around this. Yeah. It's such a rich and deep um, topic. And mm. I feel like there's so many angles of it for me personally, you know, I feel like I have had to go through a very progressive, a layered process to even get to the place where I understand that I would not want to be in relationship without totally surrendering to my man. And yeah, just, just to even get to that has been so many layers uh, within myself, within my psyche, a lot around blame. There's been a lot around blame. And, you know, I relate to what you said. I had a little bit of a different connection with my dad. He wasn't, um, he, he was mildly emotionally abusive, but he was more just absent, very absent. So not there and had horrendous relationships growing up really really damaging severely damaging and I always knew just like you that there was good men out there I just inherently knew and I inherently knew that eventually I would find one <laughs> at some point it's just this deep knowing and yeah something that I just get curious around is like how much of this comes down to our discernment as women because first we need to have responsibility and discernment as women to choose a man that we respect enough to be able to surrender to because mm. if that's not there it's never going to be able to be possible and then once we are with a man that we respect then we need to learn to let him lead us badly at times even, I believe. 
if you would like polarity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Long term. Yes. I love that you shared that. It's so important. That in itself can change a woman's entire life by just choosing to be discerning, choosing to only be with a man that she respects. Yeah. And I listened to a podcast once many, 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 many months ago around mm. masculine feminine dynamics, listened to it for like six hours. And one of these things that stuck with me was so poignant and it was around if you don't love your man exactly as he is right now in right. this chapter, his life without needing to change him, right. be with him. Get out. Right. And then for the man, if you don't love your, and this is the one for the man, if you don't love your woman's body exactly as it is right now without it needing to change, don't be with her. And I was like, whoa. So I love that you shared that. And I feel like that in itself is just enough for a woman to go, okay, well, if I can't accept where he is right now, I'm not going to have that respect for him and I won't be able to surrender to him. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we need to take more responsibility and realize that so much of the time, and how do I know this from experiencing it so many times in myself, but so much of the time we our connections are coming from lack and need and wanting to fill a void and just desperately wanting to feel the rush of eros and mm. all these other kinds of things you know and we need to we don't need to but it's helpful to be more responsible and maybe leave a little bit more room between connections to find what it is we're looking for within ourselves. Yes, absolutely. I love that you speak to that as well. And, you know, that's where we come into our power as women, being fully self-responsible, knowing what we want in a partnership and having that honest self-inquiry of, okay, like where am I at in my life? Am I available for that? If not, amazing. I get to spend this rich time being with myself and, and waiting patiently for when that time will happen, but not saying yes to being with someone out of need, out of needing to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you do, just being aware at the very least, but, you know, it's yeah. like sometimes it's a process, you know, but being aware that's what you're doing and watch what happens. We'll really pay attention to what happens when you make these kinds of choices and yeah. witness what happens for the man when he quote unquote is not enough for you, you know, and Mm. how it's very destabilizing for the man to actually Mm. be able to show up as enough when he inherently can feel he's not enough and just sets Mm. off this really, this self-perpetuating cycle in relationships that I see most relationships are in of the women wanting more, not feeling met. Yeah. Yeah, and then the man feeling like nothing they do is enough and not feeling like he can be in his, like, empowered masculine because it's never enough. Totally. Yes, I love that you speak to that. And that is, you know, I learned this off men. That is one of their deepest core wounds as a masculine. Right. Right. 
And as women, generally, our core wound is like feeling too much, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> so hence the dance, you know, and I would love to hear what you think about this, but what I've found, you know, was one of the most amazing things that I've consciously developed in my relationships, especially the one that I'm in right now, because I have not had perfect relationships with men, that's for sure, is like if, if a woman is afraid to fully submit to him and to, I know that's a loaded word, to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite loaded. <laughs> to trust his leadership, like just start small. Yes. You know, like start small. You know, perhaps he isn't confident yet in some areas, but that's not to shame him. Right. If he is willing, then he will make anything happen. That's right. If a man is willing, he will make it happen. So start mm-hmm. small by saying, hey, can I ask you a question about something? I'd really love your advice. Men love that. Yeah. Or like, can you do help you me, think please? This day or do that. Like just that simple mm-hmm. question. Do you think? What do you think? And like, you know, you know that you can carry some heavy bags up the stairs. Can you just allow him ladies to do it? Can you just allow him to do it for you? Like he loves that. Oh my gosh. When I said to my man, I'm like, I know I could carry this. I don't want to. Oh my God. My, I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to. And he's like, I'll do it. Like, no worries. Like I want, you know, they want to do that. Start with those little things and he will feel more confident in his leadership and he'll feel good. Like, for example, this is just an example, and I'd love to hear what you think about this. We were, <laughs> we're staying in this apartment complex at the moment, and there's like a pool at the bottom, and there's a couple coconut trees. And my feminine was there the other day, and she was like, Oh, I bet he could get us one. And I <laughs> bet, I was like, I bet that could make him feel really good because it wasn't too high up. All he needed was he's super tall, all he needed was a small chair. And this is a, a huge thing, women. Make, like, set your man up to win with you. Exactly. We can do that too. But when you can set him up to win for you, you're not reinforcing that old story that you can't be met. And this is something I've been learning in real time in this relationship. So I was like, oh, I would love one of those coconuts. I have a feeling that one's right. Like, do you think you could get it for us? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> He finds it there, he gets the coconut, he cracks it open for us. We don't even have a machete, but he finds a way. And now we're drinking fresh coconut and then eating eating the coconut meat. And I was blissed out happy and he felt so good. He's like, oh, and he instantly got into his primal energy. Yes. Primal thing to do, provide for woman. So I'd love to hear what you think about that. That is gorgeous. I love that. And I can just <laughs> see you too. I can totally see you too. <laughs> this woman, for those who don't know her, she knows how to enjoy. She knows how to receive. She knows how to experience pleasure from things like that. And I just, yeah. <laughs> but it, um, it really is something that I've really been paying attention to. If I look around at the couples that I know that are really polarized, really connected, really juiced up and going, you know, 
going on longer term as well. There's definitely, uh, um, I can see this happening in all of them. And of course, I can see that there are places the woman doesn't feel fully met. You know, that's very clear in each of the connections. I can see that that's there still. And maybe that's always going to be there. But yet I see the women really letting the man win and really like building him up and helping and, and allowing him to feel like he's providing, not to feel, but he gets to experience providing for her and being her hero, being her man and feeling feeling her appreciation and winning with her. And that's something that I see. You know, and that's that that comes back to the thing of like letting your man lead, even if it's badly at first. Yes, it's terrifying. Like, how can we stretch a little bit more of that? Because, you know, the proof is in the pudding, and that's just something I've really witnessed as uh, like glue, really beautiful sacred glue. Yes, I love that you shared that and I love when we can point to the things that are like super necessary, like the the things that are always going to be super necessary for a long-term healthy polarized relationship and that definitely is it, setting up to win. You know, my own man literally said that to me. He's like, I love when you set me up to win and like how here's some other ways where you can do that. Like I nice. get, yeah, I get him to teach me. You yes. know, I, I get him to go like, how, how, what would make you feel like more in your masculine, this relationship, you know, cause that's what it's about too, that you're also figuring things out along the way mm-hmm. and not that you're always relying on each other for that. You, you've got to have people outside of the relationship too, but just like, just generally straight up asking them, you know, what would make you feel really good in this relationship? Like, how can I show up better for you? And just reminding each other, this is a big one, I feel for a lot of couples too, reminding each other, whether through just energetics or literally speaking it of like, you know, it's a choice to be there and to not take that person for granted. And that's something I remind myself of as much as possible, you know, to never take him for granted because it's a choice for both of us to be here. And I invite us into that, you know, like, and then every day, something he and I are really good at. Really, this has been from the beginning. It's been almost 10 months. We're really good at seeing each other differently every day. And even if there's things floating in the background, conversations that still need to be had, he and I are so multidimensional that every day, like, we're so different and we're really good at at looking at each other through those eyes, Mm. not holding each other to who we were yesterday. Mm. Um, And that's one thing that's really helped us so much because we're such – um, creative artists, Kyle and I, like was so creative and that has been one of our biggest things in relationship that's really helped us is looking at each other through fresh eyes, you know, and, and there's going to be moments and there may be a day where you don't do that and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's not to hold ourselves hostage mm-hmm. with our mm-hmm. human parts, our humanity, mm-hmm. but that's really helped us expand big time beautiful it makes me think about how that is honestly kind of one of my biggest desires within intimacy with a partner is for ideally every single sexual encounter to be approached in a space of not knowing in a space of newness 
is because it's when there becomes a well-defined groove of like, this is how we move into intimacy. This is what happens. Then the next thing happens. Honestly, when I experience that, it feels like somebody is taking the entire infinity of sexual exchange and trying to squeeze me into a tiny little box. And I mean, I can get in that box and there could be some pleasure in there, but it's a very <laughs> tiny box. <laughs> yeah, very small, totally. And for and and it, it it's definitely not easy for men in particular, at least in my experience. <laughs> and to really be able to allow sex and intimacy to be whatever it wants to be in that moment, mm. it might be mm. going into some crazy intense childhood wounding of his. It might be going into some rage and intensity in me. It might be needing the absolute stillness. You know, who knows, like, but the, the, for all of us to broaden our scope of what sex even is, what is capable within that, and to allow it to be a journey of healing rather than a place for just satisfaction alone. Oh, I love that you shared that. That's exactly what it is in our relationship, and it's been so healing you know, being with him and there there are times where I just break down and cry. Yeah. And he just there's times where I'm like, oh, I just feel so mad. And we'll both scream into pillows. You know, there'll be times where a trigger will come up or we'll feel insecure and we'll sit there and we'll talk about it. Yeah, our sex and love making has been really, really healing. And I've been in past relationships where like, yeah, there wasn't that. And my heart it was really hard for my heart, you know, and all responsibility for my part in co-creating that dynamic and you know, realizing, oh, wow, like that's what was missing. That's what I was yearning for. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the physical act of sex. It's the heart intimacy of really seeing each other and for that healing to happen. Exactly. And that's why sex, physical sex is so healing when you are in that space together already of true transparency and raw intimacy mm. that this, you know, like two days ago I was resting, taking myself through a guided meditation and then my inner child came up and she's like, am I lovable? And I was like, oh my God. And I just put her in my arms. I was like, you're so lovable. And then I just sobbed and like mm. just let out the loudest sounds. And Kyle ended up coming in. And even if he didn't, it, I still would have held myself through it, but it was such a beautiful moment for me to just receive him. You know, I could have easily, this has been a pattern of mine. I've been breaking up going, no, I'm fine. Like I got myself right. But I was like, I just allowed him to be there and I didn't use any words and he just came in and held me. And then I uttered out some words around my little inner child and he just held me, you know, and just that moment of intimacy mm. and it just, you so much closer to that person. Mm. Mm. I just yeah. got, got pretty beautiful rolling God bumps twice as you shared that. Oh, yeah, I really. love big God bumps. So much better than goose. <laughs> Who made a goose? Like where did that you come said from? It's a goose bump. 
Yeah, goose. What? I never thought of it. Where the hell did goose come into that? <laughs> yeah, silly goose. <laughs> it's fun talking to another Australian. It doesn't happen that often, you know. So we have these same cultural references. There's so many Aussieisms that just do not carry across into different countries. <laughs> Our language sometimes, sometimes I'll say something like, you're going to get this. I said to Carl the other day, yeah, I'm just going to go full ball with it. And he's like, yeah. what was that? And I was like, full ball. And like, I see like a bit of my Aussie Brogan coming out. And he's like, what does that mean? And I lost it. I was laughing so hard. And I was like, of course you don't know what that means. That's an Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like full steam ahead, full yeah. ball. Yeah. I used the word chockers the other day. It was chockers, mate. <laughs> Which, for those who don't know, for some strange reason, chockers, it's like we use the word chock-a-block when something is full. I don't know what a block of chocolate has to do with something being full, but, yeah, now you see. (laughs) Chockers. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where do we want to go from here? Mm. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm also I feel really excited about this next topic um, about women. Just let's just discuss and unpack the topic of responsibility and integrity around sexual our sexual energy and how we express it around others, particularly around other men, and even more particularly around men who are in relationships, committed relationships. Mm, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is a big one. Oh, sexual responsibility, like sexual energetic responsibility, is so important. Whether you're in a relationship or not, but especially when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be honest, back in the past, it's not something I was in integrity with. I would flirt with men, you know that were in relationship and I liked when they flirted with me when they were in relationship and now like it took a lot of self-forgiveness because now I'm like oh my gosh there is no way there is just no way that that is even allowed in my space if I see another man walking with a woman I would just like make eye contact with the woman you know like I don't even engage you know and if I end up in a conversation with a couple it's just like I like my heart will be open, but I won't have any sexual energy running. And, you know, I had a lot of shame around that. I've always been in so much pleasure. And in the past, I wasn't always in integrity with it, you know, and I had this unconscious need for attention from the masculine that filled, (laughs) not really, right? I thought it filled that void of being unlovable by the masculine. The endless void. Oh, my gosh. And that's where it came from. And when I really got underneath that, I was like, no more. That is not the woman I want to become. And that's not who I really am at my core. And so for me, if a man is in a relationship and he's talking to me, it's just like, it's like, there's no sexual energy on. It's like, I won't, it's, I'm very aware of my energy. And if I fear anything from him, it's just like, I'll just finish off the conversation. It's just like a non-negotiable. And so Kyle and I talked about all of the things in our relationship, what's okay and what's not. And yeah, what's not okay for both of us. And we choose this. We are, we are definitely not in an open relationship. And look, I don't judge anyone that is, that is not where I'm coming from each to their own. Right. But for 
I, it's just like, yeah, no, we are so not interested in that. And yeah, we don't open our sexual energy to other people either. And we don't go and follow other people online of the opposite sex that we're attracted to and Mm -hmm. comment on their photos and Mm -hmm. like their photos or follow them just because they're good looking. Mm. You know, when he and I started getting together and it became serious, I unfollowed all of the men online that, you know, bring up that energy in me, Mm. just followed, unfollowed all of them. And it's not about either like I feel totally cutting yourself off. Like, of course, attraction to me is going to occur. We're, right. we're humans. Like, and he and I have spoke about that too. Like, of course, I'll see, see a man now and I'll be like, wow, like what a beautiful looking man. But the difference is, and I'll tell Kyle about it openly, I'm in integrity with that. And, and, and he and I talk about this. If an energy comes up, which can absolutely happen, there's a, there's a sexual energy that comes up it's what you do with it exactly it's not about shaming yourself it's like it's happened to me a couple of times in in the relationship with Carl and I just noticed it and I was like yep okay that's here I'm not going to act on that energy I'm going to acknowledge that it's here I'm being activated and I'm not turning it into a sexual fantasy and I'm being in integrity with that and I always tell him and it's very rare when it happens actually but Mm -hmm. I will tell him and same with him he'll tell me so I can't wait to hear what you have to share on this too. And so when it comes to being in a relationship, I feel like the couple needs to make that agreement on what's okay for them and what isn't. It will be different. But for me, flirting with a man when he's in a relationship to me is so not okay on any level. There's a difference between having a conversation with the man in a relationship and being in integrity, but flirting and using your sexual energy to me is just like, no, that's mm-hmm. not okay. Because yeah. that's being out of integrity completely. Mm. This mm-hmm. flirt. Unless people are in an open relationship, right? And and then that's okay. But for me, no. Yeah. And and I there's so much stuff out there around, oh, it just means you're jealous. Oh, it just means you haven't worked through your your traumas or well actually no. I want to be so fucking claimed by my man. Mm. Like not owned, not owned. I, women sometimes get that mixed up. It's not being owned. I'm so not owned, but I am. He claims me. He's like he claims me so deeply, and I claim him, and that turns us on, and that brings so much safety in our connection because we know we're not going to go off and flirt with other people. We know we're not spreading our energy, and it also creates energy leaks. And in, in your dynamic where other energies can come in and cause a disruption as well. So, yeah, we, we claim each other deeply, like, and people in our presence can feel that, you know. Um, it's, it's a broad topic, but I'm so grateful yes. we're going through it. And I'd love to hear what you have to share. Oh, yeah. Thanks for sharing all of that. There's so many <laughs> angles I want to cover on this, actually. I'm like, oh, and that and that and that. Yeah. But for starters, I just want to share that like what you're talking about with you and Kyle is that you're digging one very deep hole instead of like numerous other holes. So there's more depth and it's from what I can feel in both of you, there's a difference. There's a difference between people needing monogamy because they are afraid of the pain that it will cause and then choosing monogamy and that kind of a clear container from a place of sovereignty because you want to create the deepest well possible by choice, not by need and lack. There's a massive, massive, 
massive difference and it's all in the nuance so yeah. that's i just wanted to give that reflection that i can totally feel that and see that in you guys and it's so beautiful mm. and i felt in in him especially how his whole energy field shifted getting together with you and he, the way he interacts on social media and i, I felt mm. that from him because mm -hmm. i was i was like friends with both of you and then i knew you were both going to tulum and i was wondering what would happen I was wondering because then I saw him break up. So I watched the Whoa, whole thing. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. You're not the first woman to share that. And I think a man has shared that before. And that's just really special. Mm. And women I know from back home, they're like, I was wondering what would happen. I'm like, what? Because he <laughs> and I weren't even following each other online. We yeah. 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 So, I actually wow. almost linked you all when he was when he first got to Mexico, I almost linked you all and it just didn't happen. So it wasn't oh the right God. timing yet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, hmm, let me see, where do I want to go with this? Hmm. Well, I feel like one of my main intentions with bringing this topic up is Okay, let's just take it to the dance floor because that is a perfect place where these kind of dynamics are like right there and in your face. You know, there's so much I've, I feel like this is going to trigger a bunch of people and especially a bunch of women inherently because there's so much about women's empowerment and women's freedom of expression. And yes, it's there. And we are free to express and that has been a very important piece of the journey that has to be allowed and so when i see women exploring different kinds of energies that i personally wouldn't in front of other people i respect them and know that they're just exploring that piece of the collective healing that doesn't resonate with me personally but i feel like there's a, always more refinement with everything and the refinement for me is in actually being really aware of the effect it is having on people both within yourself like to really get so sensitive about your own energy body your own chakras and be aware like when i'm dancing on the dance floor i'm very conscious if there's a man that's like mm, interested in me even if he's across the other side of the room and not actually looking at me i can feel it and then i'm aware of when i'm allowing that to come into my system and there's very different ways that you can move with it. You know, there's this way where I can be a toroidal field within myself and I can allow certain kinds of appreciation when it's not trying to hook into me and feed from me, when it's like there's a spaciousness and an appreciation that can be inspiring and add even more energy into my own tor toroidal field. But I can feel if my lower chakras are pulling energy in and filling that quote unquote endless void or if it's if or if it's pushing out you know so i'm just very very aware of my own energetic channel and the different chakras and what's going on in them and i'm very aware of the effect around me and so when I'm exploring, because I, I feel very open in most, in all of my chakras with dancing, I feel like I'm a, I'm a whole system. And then if I really feel any block, there's sometimes a bit of a block in my base chakra. Mm -hmm. And how do you navigate with integrity, opening your base chakra for yourself with your own self-healing 
when it's around other people. And for me, the thing that feels really right and in integrity is it's like the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. So I can go into it and allow it to open and express, Mm -hmm. but then to bring it to the other chakras, like the out-breath and then the in-breath. And so that I don't get stuck in any one kind of expression or exploration. And I notice so many women being so out, 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 out with their expression. And it honestly feels very vampiric. And you can feel how they are really needing attention. And it feels very disruptive to the field because it is magnetic. It is sucking energy out of the field into them. And it, I'm very sensitive to that because I feel it's sucking my energy out of myself and what I have to do to my own focus to close down my awareness so that that's not penetrating my field is Mm. like quite strong and I find it very distracting and so for the men who don't have this kind of awareness they're just like oh just like pulled into it and I think as women we we can really take a lot more responsibility once again to be aware of what we are doing with the field and what effect that has of what is that feeding in that man is it feeding something that is whole and inspiring or is it feeding just basic lust and and it's all good it's all fine it's all needs to be there but let's all i invite us all on a journey of refinement and more and more awareness around these things Oh my gosh, I love so much that you spoke into that and just once again have such deep respect for your journey and your level of self-awareness and self-responsibility. Like you are truly phenomenal and such a beautiful, you know, representation of this, you know, Mm. being aware of your field, allowing yourself to be in that energy, but also acknowledging when, you know, there is another energy there, especially a male and okay, how do I want to navigate this? And I love how you spoke to like, yes, this has been needed for the collective and at the same time there gets to be a refinement because I absolutely agree. Mm. I know for my journey, I was so outwards most of my life, really needing that validation and attention. And then especially these last two years, it's been such a refining process for me of like, I don't actually desire that. Even when I was single before even this union, it was just like, what is that serving, you know? And and to me, it's like that question, like you said, what is that serving? What is that feeding? And then also that woman being integrity with herself, if, she, if she's wanting to show her body or dance or something online or in person, what energy is she doing it in? Because of course it can be healing, but what energy is it in and why? You know, and I think just that in itself of women just questioning that and going a little bit deeper, she will find the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yes, especially with men because they, they like, they, of course, they get drawn in, right? That's the responsibility piece. Like men are visual creatures and they get drawn in. So we get to set that higher standard. You know, it's like, for example, I've been living in Mexico for a while now. And when I first got to Tulum, it was just still so much attention and 
Um, it was a lot for me to navigate. It was really overwhelming. You know, in certain countries, it can be a little bit more amplified. I just ended up ignoring men, mm. you know, the hola, or they would like, mm. and even just the way that they said it. And I wasn't, even mm. on the days where I didn't want, I wasn't even inviting it in. So that too can happen, but it's up to us as women, how we interact with that. Right. You know, I ignore them, just straight out, ignore them. Wouldn't even look at them, wouldn't respond. So I was like, no, you cannot talk to me in that energy or talk to me like that or demand my attention. No, not like that. Mm. Or they'll yell something out out of a car or beep the horn. I just ignore it. I don't mm. feed that energy. So there's that part of it too. Like what, how are we responding to that attention being on us? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it brings me to the next part about this, around how how I am just so conscious, especially if I know a man is in a committed relationship, you know, and I honor the sisterhood above all, you know, it's like I don't jeopardize that. Even if I have no idea who the woman is, she's still my sister. And I it's one of the, the themes that I came here to heal and explore and teach about in this lifetime is healing mm. the lines of mistrust in the sisterhood. And it's just a constant exploration because I noticed that I can probably err more to, on the side of ca- caution and I end up dimming my light a bit, mm-hmm. you know, because I just w- deeply want to be in integrity. And so it's a constant exploration of how much yeah. of my radiance is actually integral and the question of like, is it actually even appropriate to always be in radiance? I don't really think it is always because mm. there's cause and effect and that's the refinement. And and there is like in, in a way an immature part that's like, oh, but I want to always be in my radiance, you know. But yeah, so there's just a constant exploration for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how to be radiant within myself, but so that it's not creating too much of a ripple effect. And yeah, I'm curious mm-hmm. what you have to um, share about that. I love that you shared that. And that's such a, it's such a big one, you know, like, as I mentioned before, it's something in the past I was in integrity with, always with my sisters, like no matter what, that's been like a thing my whole life with my mm-hmm. friends, sisters, always mm-hmm. something I've never messed around with. Right. But if there was randoms, you know, like random people on the street, then it's, I wasn't in integrity with that. But now I am. And I love that we're speaking to this because that's also been something I've been navigating, especially the last couple of years. Like, okay, well, I don't want to dim myself fully right. and shut that parts of me down. Right. But I want to be my full self, but obviously not communicating with them in a way that is, um, you know, without using my sexual energy. And I love what you said around the, the radiance internally. And that's yes. what, to me, that's what it is. It's right. like I can feel radiant internally no matter what, yes. but on the outside I perhaps am being received quite cool and calm and collected but there is a lot of radiance happening internally but how I'm expressing it in that moment is just like pretty chill you know Mm. but still I get to feel my own energy and it's it's radiant but it's just I guess it's like it's hard to even put into words it's like it's not being shut down it's like 
dialed down. I think I'm that. Getting, I'm getting this visual of like, um, I'm seeing this visual of the toroidal field being really spread out and <sighs> actually the toroidal field actually just being kind of like brought closer into the internal like I'm it, those of you who can't see but I'm like having my arms spread wide out and I'm bringing <laughs> my hands in really close into my body and and it's like there's still the same amount of energy in there but it's in my own chakra system for myself and it's not going out yes I love the way you express that to me that's it that's totally it mm -hmm. and to me true radiance in a woman is that she knows when just like oh open it out like i'm imagining a sunflower just like oh and you see mm -hmm. that sunflower when you're in your car driving and you're like wow and then sometimes that sunflower like it, it needs to close but it's still just as radiant you know and yeah it takes a lot of um inner awareness and inner maturity you know to to be able to interact in your energy field in that way. And that's something I am just obsessed with is, is energy. And it's definitely something that I guide like all my clients in energetics. It's so important. It's everything is everything. And, um, you know, if, if you have an inner seductress play, like get to know her without shaming her, but, do it in a way that's like in integrity. And I'm, I'm not meaning with men in relationship, but just like do it when you're at home with yourself as a woman, right? Like, like play with her, get to know her. So she's not running the show. That's how I ended up in more integrity with myself. Cause I was like, cool, I'm going to get to know my inner seductress on the deepest level. So she's not running the show anymore. She's not making all the decisions but she still gets to be there, but I make the calls of when she comes out. She's empowering me where in the past she was. That was the main energy running. Um, and my sexuality, I've explored that for my whole life. I came into this world, a very sensual child, and I'm very comfortable exploring through sex, you know? So it was a lot for me. I didn't really, I wasn't really initiated. And this, this is the other thread. I wasn't really initiated by a woman and how to, what to do with all and sexual energy. And it was overwhelming for many years. That's why I was just like learning how to navigate. I didn't really have a role model, a woman to help me to like refine it, to like pull it in. I was just like exploding so much time and I didn't know like what to do. And then mix that with plant medicine, mix that with trauma, mix that with death. And I was just my energy was everywhere and it took, it's taken a lot for me to like bring it in. Um, cause my spirit is really like quite <laughs> electric. Yes. My, it is. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot. And it's like, it's a full-time job for me to just like <laughs> bring it in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my greatest joy, you know, and I feel like I, I can connect really well with people and know and feel their energy signature and just like still be myself, but meet them in that, mm. you know, have respect to someone else's energetic field, whether online or in person and go, cool, like meet them in that and not be, not be invasive. Yeah. I'm curious what you have to say around that. I feel like you, you're just, 
yeah, you're so in integrity and you master this so powerfully. And that's how I receive you. And it's something that I feel you are able to guide women in really deeply and beautifully. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a big part of my upcoming course, actually. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to note about how um, before we keep going about how I had no idea where you stood on this and I just was struck a second ago about how resonant and on the same page we are with all of this and there was no way I knew that that was going to happen and we had a very very strong prayer that we prayed and at the intention that we set for this you know so I just really trust this medicine that's come through both of us and that we're both on the same page and that this is really needed right now so just wanted to add yeah, that in there. Absolutely. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing is being aware of when we are going into somebody's field and that's something that honestly does my head in. It drives me nuts. And I'm actually um, going to be – I've been invited to speak at the opening ceremony of a big festival coming up. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, actually to talk about, give a talk about consent. And it's interesting because, okay, I'm going to talk about consent, but what I'm actually going to be talking about is energetic awareness and especially for men. And, you know, as unfortunate as this is, it happens again and again and seems to all too often be older men who are really unaware of how much they are penetrating women's fields and yes. it's just that simplicity of the age-old saying where attention goes energy flows and if you're yeah. thinking about a woman in a certain way if she's sensitive she can feel it and if she's not sensitive <laughs> she can still feel it she just can't decipher what she's feeling yes and yeah. just to realize when you're honing in on somebody it is very freaking uncomfortable and a lot of the time not desired yes very invasive absolutely yeah um that's what i had to say about that and then i was also wanting to just touch upon um something just to go back to the whole dance topic of dance and something that i don't even know where i got this from i think i just channeled it um i guess i don't i never was taught this i just sort of started playing with it one day of within my own dance and again it comes back to that that dance that the breath the breath with the dance exploration of of if i'm being out and extravagant if you actually really feel like it's very rare as women, at least in my own experience, it's very rare that we have the natural energy to sustain that for very long at all. It's much more natural if you really get very sensitive that you'll be, actually you'll notice there'll be a, t- a, bit, a moment where that feels a little too vulnerable. Yes. And so I actually use my, my body language and my body and I will actually, if, go in and I'll like shroud myself and come back in if if you could see what I'm doing for the listeners I'm like taking my arms from going out and I'm actually bringing my hands like over my head and over my face and and kind of it's almost like cocooning like cocooning within myself and then and then you'll see that naturally creates the energy oh to open up again and 
my dance went next level. <gasps> like quantum leapt once I started doing that because it's the yin and the yang. It's that's yeah. the, the cycle of life. So we cannot have one without the other. And the yin gives the inner and the nourishment and the energy for the yang to come out and burn and and be radiant. And it's just yeah. yes. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to express that a little bit more. Oh, I love how you shared that. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like what just came through and it's such a big part of my work, so I'm not surprised it's coming through, is just our cycles. I mean, if that isn't right. a big indicator of of like the, the, the rhythmic cycle of woman, I don't know what is. And even if you're listening to this and you've gone through menopause, I still believe that as women, we still go through that cycle of, even if you don't bleed anymore, in and out, you know, like I'm in my follicular phase, so I finished bleeding and I'm like, you know, I'm <laughs> feeling confident and ready to be seen again. It's springtime. And then next week will be ovulation. So that's summer and then premenstrual. So I will be going into my cave. That's when I like retract from the world. I really pull my energy back and I start to pull back from even my partner and I always let him know. So he tracks my cycle with me. I let him know I'm just, I may want to be touched less. I may just need more space. And um, it's where we deal with anyways, we're out of alignment. We deal with the unconscious of the world. It's a big time. And I really honor that time. And then bleeding the first three days. I generally don't, I'm not out in public or around people. Um, and yeah, I don't have any calls. It'll be super rare if I do. And I'll like move my calls if I need to, but it's like, I, I choose if I want to be seen um, the first three days of my bleed. Once again, it's just like bringing that, that energy in, mm. you know, that's how we, that's how we create sustainable long-term vitality as women. Mm. If we're always in the summer energy, which is ovulation well, of course, there's going to be burnout, you know, and I know so many of us have learned this the hard way. So it's not to shame oneself, but just to bring awareness to why do I feel like I need to always be in that energy? Right. Why do I have to compete with men, which are generally more steadfast? That's how they were designed. But that's how we grow. And that's how we deepen in our vitality. And even mm -hmm. if you're you've gone through menopause and you're listening to this, you know, still having those yin practices, mm -hmm. you know, like gentle yoga, more rest, mm -hmm. whatever those things that bring you into that deeper cocooning um, space within yourself. I just wanted to share that too. Yeah. Yeah. I read, uh, read or heard recently from a woman who teaches all about this to even when you've gone through menopause to actually still keep the cycles. Like if you go with the moon, it, it can be helpful when you're going with the cycles, the external cycles as well. I just felt that intuitively. Like when yeah. I tuned into my own womb, she was like, yeah, I still feel like we need to do that as women. Right. It just makes sense. We do move through cycles as women, you know. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm, beautiful. Well, we're getting to the end of the time. And <laughs> this has been so good, honey. So good. It's flown. Yeah, and, and usually I end with a ask me anything, but I feel like I've had a lot of time 
during to be able to express so many different things have just been really, really beautiful for me. So thank you for that. Um, But what I would love is just, I mean, we'll give you a time after this to share about your work and where people can find you. But I just want to see if you feel like there's anything on your heart or mind, you know, that you would like to share or express Mm. or anything. Just for all the beautiful men and women that are tuning in, listening to this, just know that, you know, everything that you desire, that you want to create with yourself and with the opposite sex is right here, like in this moment, in your heart, in your being, that it's not out of reach. And just a beautiful reminder, like how do you want to create these next seven generations. And that's something I always keep in my vision, in my, in my mind close to me is our great, 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 great ancestors and ancient elders always ask that question. How is this decision going to impact the next seven generations? So just something to, to ponder, something to reflect on. Are the decisions in your life creating a beautiful future for the next seven generations? Yeah, there's nothing that I've found that's more true than we have everything we need inside of ourselves already. That's definitely been the truest truth and my guiding light um, in my life. Well, would you like to share where people can find you online and I'll include it in the show notes as well? Absolutely. So I hang out on Instagram and on Facebook, so you can find me there. And if you want to know more about my work, I have a link in my bio on both pages that will take you to all my different types of work and some yummy free things for you beautiful women. And you can find in the, in, in that link to a free women's group. If, if any of you beautiful women want to be in a space, I do lives and free masterclasses and just share things in there. It's just a really yummy sisterhood space. So that's where I am at the moment. Mm, really yummy indeed. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time, sister. I adore you. I respect you. And I'm so grateful for our unfurling friendship. Oh, I adore you too and respect you immensely and just honor the woman that you are and and love you so much. Your wisdom is truly, truly extraordinary. Mm, And I'm so grateful for our unfurling too and our sisterhood. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, for me to be here. Yes, yes. It's been delightful. Yeah. And I hope this was useful to all you listeners. I hope that you got some really helpful, tangible, integratable tidbits and golden nuggets. And yeah, we hope to that you can come and listen to us again really shortly. Thanks for your time, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really hope you were able to get something helpful from this. I would love to request if you found anything in this helpful or useful, it would be so deeply appreciated for you just to take a moment to rate and review this podcast. But what I really, really, really would love is for you to please actually send this podcast to anyone that you think would actually benefit from it. No, but seriously. Could you please do this? This takes a lot of work and I'm not making any money from this. 
and it would just feel like such beautiful sacred reciprocity if you took a moment to do this it really 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 helps to get the word out there and you have no idea how much it helps me and helps the podcast and helps my work when you actually share it with people that are going to benefit from this this world of podcasting is quite peculiar and that I'm just sitting here in my bedroom creating all this magic by myself and I have absolutely no idea how it is being received in the world. So if you feel so inclined, I would adore to hear from you to be able to understand how this is landing. So please feel free either to let me know once again through the reviews or just direct message me. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook under Saora Love, S-A-O-R-A-L-O-V-E. If you have any particular questions or topics that you would like me to explore in this podcast, please let me know. I also have a couple of one-on-one coaching spots available right now. So if you feel so inclined, please reach out to me and let me know. I look forward to working with you one way or another, whether it's through this podcast or one-on-one or in my upcoming programs. Thanks for your time and we hope you get to listen to us again soon. Bye.